Welcome back to Leader Talks with the NYC. My name is Matt. And I'm Christy. And we are the Taylors, and we are here to hang out and have a fun conversation on leadership. And just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has subscribed and liked and kind of commented on it. We love hearing the feedback, and we would love so much for you to stay on the journey with us. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere you can find us. And so and we are pumped today. Christy, we're going to talk about something that you and I deal with a lot. You ready? Sure. Conflict. <laughs> Are you saying we deal with it in our area? Or no, we, we deal, deal with it, it in our marriage. Yeah, okay. That's what I, <laughs> I thought you were implying that. Yeah, no, we deal with it in our marriage. Um, no, before people were like, oh my gosh, it's the worst thing ever. No, uh, conflict can be a good thing. Uh, and it's funny because you wouldn't know it. Christy, you have a very strong opinion and personality, uh, at least with me. You might be sweet and gentle to other people, but I know the real you. You do. <laughs> I'm very strongly opinionated. A lot of times I keep it to myself. Yeah, you do. But not at home. Not at home. <laughs> not at home. No, out. I get the wrath of you. <laughs> Just unhinged. Well, anyway, real quick, uh, today we're talking about handling conflict. And I think that is such a need in today's world where everybody is so opinionated. They have access to all the information and the social media, and they're so quick to share their thoughts and, and not so much care about how abrasive it may be, what conflict it may cause. And and conflict is just such a weird thing, right? It's, it's, it's just unique in the sense that we, we can't escape it. We have to deal with it. So how do we handle conflict? So our goal today uh, is to kind of speak from the perspective of how to handle it, not only in a biblical way, but a good way, uh, which I guess would be biblically and good. They're, they're one and the same. But we want to handle conflict the right way to get the best result. And so uh, kind of one of the things that we believe in that is leadership is universal language. And so whether you are in full-time corporate America or your full-time ministry or your stay-at-home or whatever, wherever you find yourself in life, our goal is that to Today, we can help you solve conflict no matter where you are and help you see the best results. And so, uh, Christy, if I'm honest with you, this this whole podcast came out of just something that I've been learning in my own personal life. Um, I had a friend, Matt, recommend me a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. That is fun to say three times fast. Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's a fun book, uh, just dealing with emotions, having emotional health, good mental health, obviously good spiritual health. And I was listening to a new podcast. I don't know why I've been sleeping on Chad Veach, but I have been. Uh, But his leadership leaned in, had a podcast called Consequences of Avoiding Conflict. And so it kind of tied in with the book. And I was like, man, I've been getting some good wisdom drops from this. So... If you are listening in, definitely want you to go check out Chad Veach's podcast. Definitely want you to pick up that book because it's going to tie in perfectly with what we're talking about today. And so I just thought it was cool. Take all this awesome information that I know is a blessing to me. Hopefully it can be a blessing to you. Does that sound good, Christy? Sounds amazing. Fantastic. So quick thoughts on some conflict. Handling conflict can be incredibly uncomfortable. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not exactly the most fun thing to do. Is it ever a fun thing to do? <laughs> Depends. Some people are twisted and they like to deal with conflict. Maybe if you're a, is, it's an eight on the Enneagram, I think. Or I have more no clue. More abrasive people. <laughs> more abrasive people. I'm going to make this uncomfortable for you. We're going to live in the conflict. But depending on people's personalities, it can go from being mildly awkward to incredibly difficult. Conflict is just that. 
conflict. It's almost never easy, but handling conflict correctly creates some incredible results. And so today we're going to talk about three quick thoughts on navigating and handling conflict. Thought number one, we're called to create peace, not pacify chaos. Woo, that, so good. that came from my prayer time this morning. I'm not going to lie. So it's just revolving around the scripture that we see in Matthew chapter five, verse nine. And it says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. And so the, the idea of, of creating and making peace versus keeping peace, right? So there's a difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. And so uh, Pete Cesaro brings out just just the, the difference between that in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Oh, I feel like I struggle every time I say that. <laughs> Um, but he brings out the difference. You know, one makes peace. The other kind of just keeps the peace. And, and on a surface level, it may not seem like that big of a deal, but it, but it really is. Like, it's being able to take an opportunity, take a situation, see conflict that may be coming, and say, no, 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 we're going to make peace, and we're going to, we're going to make the opportunity available where we're going to engage conflict, and we are going to make peace versus just trying to keep it with chaos going around us. So we're going to make peace and not just try and settle down the chaotic and the, and the chaos of the world around us. And so how do we do that? We do that by step number two, being proactive versus being reactive. And so I just go through the line of managers, the line of leaders, the lines of friends and different relationships that we've had all along the way. And some of the most uncomfortable ones have been those that have been proactive uh, they have seen either an issue in me and personality or uh, job performance or whatever, and they've been proactive in engaging me and saying, hey, here's an issue. Let's work on this. Let's focus on this. Let's do this and then help you be better. Uh, I've also seen um, uh, probably the majority have been more more reactive and saying, hey, uh, well, it would be really nice if, if you didn't do this. And, you know, I've, I've been seeing a trend here for a while now, and I just, uh, it's probably not the best thing. And, and so waiting over some time and just kind of reacting to a situation instead of anticipating it. And so when I look at this scenario, when we are creating peace, if we're going to be a peacemaker versus a peacekeeper, just in your mind's eye right now, I want you to see someone, they're standing by a lake. The scene is beautiful, mountains, birds, right? Beautiful <laughs> lake. Nice sound effects. And they have this big rock and they throw the rock into the water, right? The water is your life. The rock is the conflict. Now a peacemaker would stop the rock before it ever was thrown. A peacekeeper tries to handle the ripples after it hits the water. That's good. Right. right? So That's like a great illustration. the rock hits, gets crazy because conflict will cause issues around you. It ripples beyond just one situation. And so a peacekeeper says, Ooh, we got to kind of keep everything calm. We got to keep it cool. We got to be collective. We got to, we got to chill these waves out. But a peacemaker actually deal with the problem, right? It deals with the the results of the problem, and so uh, the peacemaker says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We're going to engage with what the conflict is, and we're going to stop the rock before it's ever thrown." And so I just, for me, that the flipping of the switch and saying, "You know what? We have permission to make peace." 
to engage conflict, to go into uncomfortable situations to, because we understand that if we don't, the damage will be more lasting than it is if we handle it right now. It's not fun to, to have confrontation. It's not fun to jump into conflict, but if we don't, the damage that's done after the rock hits the water goes well beyond just that moment. So is the, the pain and the uncomfort of dealing with it now more rewarding than having to just deal with a little bit more of an ease, at least a, a, a feeling of ease later on down the road? Absolutely. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. So as good leaders, we need to anticipate the rock throwing and shut it down because by the time the rock hits the water, the damage is done. And so I just know through personal experience and just even even in my own life, Christy, just those moments where it's like, well, we can let's just let's just let them do what they're going to do. And then we can kind of deal with it later. And, you know, they have always acted this way. So it's always going to be this way. And nothing's going to change. And, you know, and, and being real passive in that and, and being more um, more reactive instead of being proactive. The problem is that it deteriorates trust. It kind of rusts it out, right? Because if you know there's a situation, chances are everybody else knows there's a situation. Make To make it a little bit more clear, if you know there's a problem, chances are other people see the problem. And if we are not willing to engage the problem, because here's the deal, as the leader, we are responsible for that. If we do not engage it and we do not solve it and we do not make peace in it, People will not trust us to do that down the road. Yeah, that's so, so good. So conflict, dealing with conflict, and this is what Chad Veach brought out in his podcast, conflict, handling it, navigating it, builds trust. And so as comfortable as those moments are in our life where people have engaged us, think about it. Those are the ones we trust the most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. First person I think of is Chris Huffman. Yeah. Now, that that fellow will engage. Hey, look, I see something. We need to deal with this. This is not okay. Right? You don't have to worry about what they're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to worry that they're telling you, hey, yeah, that's great. And then as soon as you leave the room, they're talking about how terrible you did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dexter Bambera, both incredible men, incredible friends. Matt Ackman, uh, you know, Matthew Ackman, the guy who recommended the book to me, like great friend, met in cadre, uh, which we will hopefully have as a guest on the podcast soon. Uh, like, like the people that had been willing to engage and directly deal with conflict in situations are the ones that have not only established trust in our life, but we lean in. And so the more conflict they've engaged, the more trust that we have in them, because we, we know if we can trust them in conflict, we can trust them in anything. Yeah. You don't think you're not, you're not worrying. You're not second guessing. And you so know, I think when somebody comes to you about a matter of conflict, especially if it's, um, I mean, gosh, you mentioned Chris, Chris is a good friend of ours, um, which we also have served in ministry before, but together, but he's just a good friend, a, a family friend. But when someone comes to you and they're like, hey, I see this and I feel like this is a problem, Us, e- even if like you may feel like it may hurt the person's feelings, like to be on the receiving end of that, it does kind of sting a little at first, but then you really know that they cared about you enough to say something versus just yeah. letting you go blindly on in this problem, maybe that you didn't see or you knew was there, but you didn't think anybody really saw. They cared enough about it to reach out to you and say, Hey, whoa, let yeah. me help you out. So I think that's another reason why it brings, 
builds trust too. Not only you, you yeah. know what they're thinking, but they cared about you enough to help exactly. you be the best version of you. They, they cared. And because they cared, they said, so here's, here's the opposite of that. We unintentionally tell people by not dealing with the rock, not dealing with the issue and the conflict, you're not important enough to me for me to, to feel uncomfortable to help see change. That my value of my comfort is more important than my value for you as a person. Yes. We don't say that with our words. Because a lot of times, a lot of times we're thinking, "Oh gosh, if I if I say something to them, I'm going to hurt their feelings, and they're going to run away from whatever it is that they're doing." Um, Especially if it's like in ministry and they're serving, oh, they're not going to want to serve anymore. That kind of thing. Yeah, but in in times that that we've done, in times that we've seen, engaging in those conflicts has has produced the different result. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. People leave and get bitter and get upset all the time. That's why we have to pray about how we handle the conflict. Uh, (laughs) And here we go. All right. So point number one was we are called to create peace, not pacify chaos. Right. We're we're proactive in this. Number two, which is it, we're proactive. We're not reactive. And then answering the question, what happens when we stop the rock? You know, when when we deal with it on the front end versus letting it happen when we are proactive. Number three is trust becomes the foundation. And so when, and then how, how do we do that? Like, because if you're like me, there've been times in your life where like, how do I deal with this? Like, this could be a tense situation. This could be a, a very volatile situation because all personalities are different, right? Not everybody's like, oh, you know what? Thank you so much for pointing out that flaw. Thank you so much. Right. No one, no one's just like, oh my gosh, this conversation was the best ever. And are any two stories the same of Never. conflict? Never. Never, but here's what happens, right? You begin to build this, this foundation of trust. And so how, how do you do that? Just a couple quick thoughts. Number one is we challenge ideas and not people. That's good. We challenge the idea and not the person because as a person I can say, Christy, I just don't like your hair. It's just the worst thing ever. And then you would cry and then I would cry because you're crying and it would just be this, this bad thing. But, but when we, when we have conflict, typically it's over an action that's being made, right? A decision that's being made, an idea that has been had. No one's like, uh, conflict, I just hate your existence. Like that, yeah. that, that doesn't happen. Or here's an example. Like um, I've heard this recently from Lisa Bevere in regards to conflict, attack the problem, not the person. Yes. So um, let's say the person did something super selfish. Um, you can say, hey, this made me feel like you weren't really considering me in this, or if you're talking about your company, maybe the company, this, this came off as being a little selfish, but not you're so selfish. I can't believe you did that. Exactly. Very um, aggressive towards that person and their character. You know, in in the reality is perception changes everything. How you view a situation and how I view view a situation are, are two different ways we view it. We're not the same person. And so we joked at the beginning of the podcast about conflict, but you know, in, in the reality in marriage and parenting, uh, and as, as we've grown closer together over time, a lot of our conflict came from just a misunderstanding or just a different perspective. Absolutely. Like almost, a, has there ever been a time that it wasn't because of some kind of misunderstanding? No, I don't, I I don't think, think so. Probably every single time, like, at least for our marriage. Basically, if you just understood and could read my mind, we wouldn't have a problem because yeah. you'd have... <laughs> 
<laughs> or maybe That's I just what need, I need to do. Maybe I need to, to read. read maybe I need to Goals read your for mind. That's it. That's, <laughs> Become a mind reader. Yeah, 2020 was not the year of vision. <laughs> no one saw it coming. Um, but no, like you, you challenge the idea, but you can also challenge ideas with tact. Like it doesn't mean come into the room and be a jerk because here's what happens. Like there's, if you don't deal with the conflict, you let the rock hit the water, right? And the ripples come out. You, we can pretend like everything's okay when it's not okay. The problem is you lie to yourself and then you're, you are not dealing with not only your mental health, but your emotional health. Because if it frustrates you and you don't tell anybody, you let that frustration build up and then you explode over nothing. Like it's just a little thing that sets you off. So yeah. when you deal with conflict, not only are you helping your own personal emotional health, but you're also helping with the situation. So say something happens and a decision is made that you disagree with. And it's you can see from your vantage point how this can cause harm. So instead of coming and saying, hey, I can't believe you did that. Why on earth would you make that decision? Don't aren't you even considering these other people like you're a bonehead? You're an idiot. Why would you do that? Instead, we can come and say, hey. I don't know if, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't have all the answers. Maybe I'm not seeing it from your point of view. Can you help me understand why you made this decision? Um, and I don't know if you've considered this, but here are some results of the decision that was made and how it kind of played out. How can we help move forward and get to where we're trying to head? Because at the end of the day, every decision should be made with a goal in mind. And the goal, coming back into leadership, ultimately ties into the vision. We do things to help move the vision forward. And if we have a goal, if we have a vision and we take an action that takes away from that, well, that's something that we should change. But the reality, going back to perspective, if we're not seeing it, if we're not the leader in charge of the decision, we may not, we may not understand why the decision is being made. But in the same breath, if we're in a position and we've been so far removed of a certain situation, we may not understand the decision we make, how it impacts other people. So there is going to be conflict. The question is not, can we avoid conflict forever? No, no, it's coming. It's just how do we handle it? How do we do it with tact when the time comes? So we can challenge ideas and not people and we can challenge ideas with tact and not having to come in and just be like a bull in a china shop. We can, we can come in and and be very direct and very clear without being condescending, without being aggressive, and we can navigate conflict. And so in, in doing that, if I can trust you in conflict, I can trust you in anything. If I can trust you and learn to listen to you and learn to hear from you, and be able to have these hard conversations in conflict, we're good everywhere else. Because if I can, if I can trust you, and, and I can trust you, like you said, if I can trust you to speak to me and tell me the truth, if I'm doing something wrong, or if there's an issue that I'm causing, man, that's, that's the hard part. Everything right. else is easy, right? right? If, if, if I know that if you have an issue with me, and you're going to come to me because you have consistently shown, hey, I just feel like there's there's something that's happened. When mind games happen, like, what do they think about this? Oh my gosh, I bet they hate this or, or whatever. We, you don't have to worry it about that. It shuts it down, yeah. Because you go back to the character and the integrity. They were able to have an honest conversation with me when it's hard. So I know when things are good, it's going to be great. So I don't know. I'm just going back to those three things. We're called to create peace, not pacify chaos. We're called, to, you know, we're there to be proactive, not reactive. And when we do that, trust becomes a foundation. So as leaders, we are the ones responsible to handle the conflicts that arise around us. Just like Jesus, we will experience conflict all throughout our life. The question is not so much how can we prevent conflict as much as it is how can we proper, properly handle it 
when the time comes. And so just kind of want to close out on some three simple thoughts or, or excuse me, just a couple questions. Number one is what conflict do you need to handle today? Right. And then follow that up with what will be the result if you handle it correctly? Not just like crazy, wild, aggressive. Like if you handle it correctly, what will the result be? And is the result of that worth being uncomfortable for the benefit of everyone? Because I would be willing to argue more people would be hesitant to deal with conflict because it's we don't like it. It's just those weird, aggravated, aggressive people like jump into the conflict. I love it. Right. But but is being uncomfortable to properly handle conflict worth the result for the benefit of the entire team? Ninety nine percent of the time, I would say it is. Yes. So. Today, we want to encourage you, handle the conflict, deal with it. You can do it. We believe in you, and there's a right way to do that. And hey, we love you. Christy, do you love the people listening today? So much. We do. We do this because we we love you. We believe in you. We believe that the best days are still ahead. And one of the ways to get to those best days are deal with the issues and the conflicts of today. So we hope that these three simple tips will help you better handle conflict, attack ideas, not people, do it with tact and do it gracefully and stop the rock before it ever hits the water. And because I promise you, if you wait too long, the damage is already done. Then you have a whole lot of work to do and a whole lot of trust that you got to build. Get some courage, get some boldness, attack the conflict and solve it today. Chris, do you have any last thoughts, words? I think that's amazing. You said it well. Hey, I learned from you. So we love you. We're so proud of you. Again, we believe that leadership is a universal language. So no matter where you are in life, you can handle this conflict. We believe that your best days are still ahead. We love you, all of our Mississippi leaders and churches and anybody else that may be listening today. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We truly believe. Again, we say it all the time, but we mean it with all of our heart. The best days are still ahead. And so... You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at Matt to the Taylor, and you can find Christy at Larry underscore Taylor on Instagram. That or slash Christy Larry on Facebook. Yeah, we'd love to stay connected with you. We love you guys, and until next time, we'll see you later.